Welcome to Texas Hockey Talk, episode number five, presented by Dallas Stars Hockey Fans. Hello again, everybody. This is Bubbles, taking you on a journey through Dallas Stars land with our sidekicks, Bunsy and T. What a week for our Stars. Playoff push is here. The trade deadline has passed us, and we are in the midst of a crazy, crazy time of the year for our hockey teams. So let's go ahead and dive into it and look at last week and figure out what all we should expect going ahead with the Dallas Stars team. All right, so the Stars, going back to last Monday to today, Sunday, um, played three games, went two and one in those games. Overall, I think a pretty productive week, uh, depending on how you see it, and we'll get into more discussions on this later. Um, but just to recap real quick, last Tuesday, um, came back home after a lengthy East Coast road trip and to host uh, the Edmonton Oilers, who had been doing really well with uh, Connor McDavid and crew in tow. Um, came to American Airlines Center with a thing on their chest, um, really hoping to stay in the playoff picture as well as the Stars. Really back and forth game, Dallas ended up scoring a couple late goals to counter a few late Edmonton goals, and Sagan capped it off with a really sweet half-court empty netter uh, to seal a 5-3 win. Immediately after that, they go on the road on Thursday uh, up to Carolina, one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference this year. Uh, if you've been a Stars fan for several years, uh, you'll probably remember that any time the Stars are up at the uh, Canes' arena over there, on the East Coast, they uh, always have some really interesting games. There's always a weird storyline that comes about from it. Um, the Stars end up getting that once again going over there with backup goalie Scott Wedgwood getting his debut with the team after getting traded here a week ago. Uh, boy, what an effort that was. The greatest debut in any Dallas Stars goaltender uh, has ever had, at least in this franchise's history since the 90s. Um, unbelievable, over 40 saves, uh, went all the way through in overtime uh, where he took on back-to-back two-on-one chances, uh, one-timers. Wedgwood was doing the splits, um, just making the crowd absolutely blow their minds how their team was not taking home an easy win against us. Um, and then Tyler Sagan ends up scoring in the shootout, and Wedgwood held up his wall. Um, everybody got some Wedgwoody after that, and the Stars came out with a huge win. So two wins in a row there um, starting off the week. Come back home for a Saturday night tilt against their rival Vancouver, um, who they remember back from their former Pacific Division days back in the 2000s, earlier 2000s. Uh, Vancouver comes in kind of having a weird week. Uh, they'd beaten Colorado, the top team in our conference, and yet uh, lost in overtime to Minnesota. So had some weird back and forth games uh, in our division. They then play us. Um, on their tour of the central central teams on a road trip, and um, Dallas just can't uh, can't overcome their own opportunities. They um, let Elias Patterson, probably the uh, Canucks' best goal scorer, score two on them, and uh, the team just ultimately couldn't find a uh, couldn't find a, a, a way to get get enough pucks in there. So frustrating loss there. Um, two and one on the week overall, big picture. They're still right in the middle of the playoff hunt, so. Really can't be mad at how it turned out. But All right, let's bring the boys in for a roundtable on this past week. Bunzy T, holy cow, it was a long week. We went 2-1. and one. Do you guys feel optimistic now, or what overall are you feeling about this team? 
Oh, I mean, based on what we talked about last week, I think we achieved everything that we could have hoped for out of this week. I mean, Vancouver's not a game you want to lose when it comes to the competition we played in the two prior games when you're playing at Edmonton and at Carolina. Vancouver almost seems like the easier game of the three. But based on the way the Stars have played this whole year, they do rise to the occasion against some of the top dogs. They, they shut down Edmonton. They scored five goals, which is not what we're used to seeing, but the Stars have been able to put the puck in the net lately. I mean, we have three guys with six, around 60, 60-plus 60 points on our team, so we're capable of scoring high-scoring games. And then when it comes to Carolina, what a hard-fought game. How can we not be more excited about the acquisition of Scott Wedgwood and his ability to shut down the game? I know, Bubbles, you were saying you had Wedgwood all night after that, and oh. you had to call the <laughs> a hotline to say you had Wedgwood more than seven hours, and they said there's nothing we can do about it because— You just had to wait it out. Yeah, you just <laughs> wait it out and hope that he comes back in the same game and provides the same effect. So it was, it was unbelievable. We— now- but again, why didn't Wedgwood play the next game? Like he dominated in his debut on Thursday. Why wouldn't he play against Vancouver, who um, is a division rival of Arizona, who he had a couple games with already this year? I would have kept the momentum. Uh, I don't kept, get that. Kept Wedgwood in uh, T. I know that we've seen that with goalies switching back and forth. It, it can be a lot, but when you have a guy come in and you make that trade and he does everything you ask him to do, why not reward him with the second game? I see what you're saying, but I'm still of the thought process that if your best goalie is healthy, available, and not tired, he needs to be starting games. That's just my opinion. I see what you're saying. I do think there is something to momentum as a goalie. I'm not a big believer in momentum in a lot of other cases, but, but goalie definitely is. Teams rise to the occasion with the goalie in net when they know maybe they need to get back or this – they're playing harder because there's a little more uncertainty with what that goal is going to do when they're playing. I, I still I, I think just numbers bear out over long periods of time. Your best goalie should be starting as many games as, as they're willing to yeah, or capable. As, yeah, yeah, but you can't, you can't run them into the ground though. No, well, exactly. Good. But that's what I'm saying. Within reason. I mean, well, if you're if you're starting goalie. Yeah. Isn't tired and is healthy. We he have a lot playing. of pressure to make the playoffs, so um, we'll see if the strategy uh, pays off of still playing Otter the majority of games, which we're going to have to if we're going to make the playoffs. So we shouldn't even be arguing that. It's just the question of um, we got this new goalie, he wins us a game, want to give Otter one more day of rest, and uh, the result didn't really matter either way because uh, we lost to Vancouver in a game I think we should have won. I was at the game, had a front row seat to all the missed opportunities we had and watched all of the star players on Vancouver take advantage of theirs. It was frustrating, it was exciting, but not a fun game to be at um, when you have expectations of kicking some ass and winning by a couple goals. Yeah, and you look at the standings now and it's really tight because of that loss to Vancouver. Now, lucky for Dallas, somehow we have four games on Vegas. Who's Thank you, COVID. A point ahead of us, yeah. And then three games on Vancouver, who's a game behind us. Uh, Winnipeg's hanging around there too, and Nashville's a few games above us. But we'll focus just on Vegas and Vancouver because they're right there sandwiching us. Um, but yeah, that's a four-point swing. If you win and they don't get any points from that, you both play a game towards the end of the year, but you also gain two points that they won't get. 
but now they get two points closer to us. That That's a little scary. I mean, maybe they go on a run and they could jump us as well. The Stars really have to be careful about having a bad week next week on the road. Yeah, it's a week-to-week thing, man. I mean, with, with the Stars team that – I mean, we've talked about this in the past. I mean, they're average to maybe above average. It's it's a week-to-week thing. Some weeks we're going to be thinking we can maybe get third seed in the division, and then some weeks we're saying we're out of a playoff spot. Well, that's just the reality. It feels like a week-to-week thing, but you have to pay attention to some trends that are going on. And we do have players that are starting to play better. And we do have some changes in the roster that are – Adding some depth, actually. When I was watching the game yesterday, we have three deep lines now spread out of guys who are all capable of producing. But most of all, uh, we have Sagan, who's starting to look kind of like the guy we paid all that money for. And it's exciting. He gets uh, a goal and assist in the Edmonton game, plays a huge part in that, but also gets a shootout winner um, for us in the Carolina game. That was awesome, too. I think you got a swagger back doing that. Um, yeah, had the empty net against Edmonton. Yeah, the shootout goal in the next game. Sad that you know no, none of our top guys could score except the rookie, uh, Peterson, on Saturday. It, frustrating, yeah, for sure, that Saturday game. But I hope that doesn't overshadow for any of you guys that we beat two really good teams before that this week. And if, even if you go to the end of the week before, we just beat Washington on the road in a tough game, then Edmonton and, and Carolina. I think the, the teams look it up, and they were due for a bad game on listen, Saturday. Listen, Bubs, I hear you. I really do. I think it is hard to get results in this league. But you say we beat two good teams this week. Yep. How many teams did we outplay this week? Outplay? Um, Edmonton was Maybe pretty even. one. Maybe. Maybe. That's that's Carolina game. We got lucky. Scott Wedgwood yeah. during, I mean, during the third period and uh, overtime, overtime as well as some saves in the first and second. He was unbelievable. Had us losing our minds, probably waking up the neighbors on the floor below us. Sound like a small earthquake in the DFW. But, <laughs> I mean, we were freaking out. He stole the game. Uh, I think they outshot us by 20-plus shots. I mean, he had a sick black helmet look, too. Like, he doesn't have all of his new equipment yet for his new team. He looks he... like the generic goalie <laughs> when you make a video game. Yeah. 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 <laughs> black <Black-ass. laughs> Yeah. But we can't, we can't be <laughs> mad about what's happened this week. I know it's frustrating when that's a team we need to win and everything's as close as, as it is. But if we keep the trend of winning the majority of points week by week towards the end of the season, there's no reason we shouldn't make the playoffs unless one of these teams – goes on a 10-game, 8-game win streak or does some crazy stuff. Yeah, but. I mean, I mean, barring some kind of miraculous run on the good end for the Stars or miraculous collapse, I mean, it's basically going to be the Stars and the uh, Golden Knights. I just, I'm a little nervous because I think the Golden Knights are a really good home team, and I think whenever they're at home, they're probably going to win the games. If they win about half their games, we're going to have to win at least half of our games. And I think that puts a lot of pressure on us. We have a lot of back-to-backs um, at the end of the season, and I believe we have a lot of road games in at the end of the season. Well, I think it's time for Vegas to realize uh, that the NHL isn't always uh, sunshine and daisies. <laughs> and it's time for yeah. them to miss the playoffs. And their fan, fans of yeah. Cloud9, those people think that your team makes the playoffs every year. Well, us as Stars fans had to go through quite the drought um, uh, growing up, so... 
we want to be back in the playoffs because we see what can happen just by getting in. You never know. The regular season is never an indication of what's capable of happening as you get hotter towards the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Well, and the and last time the Stars were in a non-bubble playoff, um, they were they were wild card and they beat up on on uh, Nashville. And that was a huge surprise. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, and they took the eventual Stanley Cup winner to Game Seven. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would <laughs> just after watching the game, I realized like having a guy like Klingberg is very frustrating to watch and makes tons of errors, but like his offense is he's beyond smart. We just need like a top top uh, you know, two line defensive defenseman to play with him to really make up for all the crazy ass turnovers he has that are just him trying to toe drag on our own blue line breaking out of the zone I, it like causes these true hockey fans at these games to have brain aneurysms just listening and watching him constantly make those mistakes but besides that he's eating up jamie ben looks confident i don't know what you think of our new guy uh, nemesikov he got pounded pretty good in uh, Carolina. <laughs> he took out one of their biggest guys, like, in a dirty hit, and the dude just stood up and beat him to a pulp. Bottom line is I want people hitting, though. I don't care how dirty it is. I, I just oh, want yeah, people yeah. hitting, throwing the body. He looked good, though. I mean, Yeah, he seems like a guy that he's not scared to stick his nose in places, which I like. I mean, He's got 25 points, could... and he could probably kill penalties. I watch Fox, and it's like, holy shit, he's, like, got ska- uh, bricks in his skates sometimes. Um, it drives me nuts, but that's kind of one of those hard ones where he serves a purpose in many ways. But when you watch a game and we lose, it kind of it's easy to start picking on players. He can he can stick out, especially when the stars give up some special teams goals uh, on a penalty kill. I mean, he can really be one to to be blamed for that. Yeah, um, I think what's so frustrating is that our our coach is that Rick Bonus last week was saying. Oh, uh, Harley's not in the lineup because although he's offensive, he's not looking after his own end. What is Foxa doing? Because he's not offensive and he's not really looking at after his, his own plus end. Plus minus minus eighteen, something like that. It's not good. I no, just, it's really bad. He he has the same amount of points as Peterson, and Peterson's a minus one, I think. So he doesn't get scored on hardly, and, and he's producing. Any what is he? How old is he? I think he he's. Late twenties, I believe. But but when you don't drive any kind of offense, the puck's gonna be in your own end. So you're gonna get minuses. That's that's just reality. If you're not driving any kind of offense, then you're not valuable. And truly. By, and Bunzi, something you'd said uh, when we were kind of getting getting ready here, you're talking about uh, the stars are not a good puck possession team. And something you noticed at at the game last night is that gonna be more so that you um, just. Don't see them wanting we, to keep it. They rather just dump really and chase. We are really good at retrieving the puck and doing that because we force it. ourselves to have to be good at it because we choose to get rid of the puck and dump it in the zone. We have plenty of guys who are capable of skating with it, but um, I the reason I like a guy like Peterson is because you can tell he's got some patience and skill uh, when he plays yeah. and he produces. And he's 22 years old. I, I don't know if we're nervous about too many young guys getting good for our team and not being able to afford them or something. We don't want yeah. him to reach his potential. But if you right. put this kid on a second or third line and say, just have fun, play with our top top six guys, I think he's a 30, 40, 50-point scorer in the next couple of years because he's got a lot of skill. 
Maybe even next year. He looks hungry. He's, yeah. I mean, until you see him. And it's like the one thing that sticks out to me is kind of like you said, it's he thinks of he thinks the game the right way. Yeah. It's, he's two steps ahead of everyone else on the ice, it seems, at times. Yeah. That's, what, that's what's exciting to that me. Goal that goal last night was great. Is that when, you're, when your brain is further ahead, then eventually – you're gonna you're gonna catch up with your hands, but yeah. if your brain's far ahead, that's a really good sign, in my opinion. Well, we have some good news. Like guys like Sagan and Ben are starting to look good, but Radulov may may be putting on more points in the stat sheet, but he gets the worst penalties. Like if if you watch any Stars games, you regularly see him get penalties that are avoidable. He uses his stick more than any player in the wrong way, and gets dirty hooking, interference, slashing penalties and always complains like he didn't do it and that's kind of been one of his biggest vices on our team is hurting us in so many ways for years yeah it's not just this year but now that he can't like cancel out some of the goals he gives up he um just yeah it's much more noticeable that it's not even anymore he's not scoring as many goals to yeah even out his it downside. looks like we have depth when he's in our top three lines but if he doesn't produce and he just gets penalties he's just he, why is he taking know. up a spot? He's in his 30s. Because he's getting paid $5.25 million. Oh, that's why. Yeah. But, well, but no fault to the, to the salary. It was a good contract. Absolutely. Four out of the he's five years. I mean, last year was unlucky. But I guess you could say three out of the five years, it was a fantastic contract. Yeah. I mean, for two of those years, he was our most creative player. And I don't think there's any question about that. No, absolutely. It's easy to complain when they're not producing when they've done a bunch for us in the past. But... When it comes to our roster lineup right now, and we got guys like Peterson who are sitting out to make room for other players. Like Glenn Denning? Yeah, I, I, I like the way he skates and stuff, but it, it, it's, I don't know, him and Raffle are kind of guys that you keep around for a year or two and then move on. And uh, it's, I get more excited with youth playing in those positions who have a lot to prove. Because then they're more likely to go harder on the forecheck, throw the body, try and get noticed, get the boys going. Uh, well, it's like you said. You you said it perfectly, in my opinion. What is Luke Glendening when he goes out and plays? What does he have to prove? Nothing. He knows he's in the lineup every single night, no matter what, because his coach is an old school coach who believes in faceoffs and you're defending your own end. This dude has no anxiety on game day. He knows he's in the lineup. That that's the difference. That's interesting, yeah. I mean, you got to have some hunger to this team. What do they want? Does Luke Glendening really, you know, care about Dallas and care about, you know, putting in that extra effort on some of these bigger games? Or is he just playing a game, you know, like he's going to work every day? That could be a frustrating thought. Um, yeah, if there's no, you know, performance issues on, oh, you're going to get scratched if you don't, you know, get better, like Harley was or Peterson, I think, was uh, before the season two. What what's your what's your cause to get better or do more for the team go that extra mile? That's a really good point, D. I don't know. I yeah, mean, I mean, I, I just whenever I mean, I feel like he's a minus fourteen. He's played sixty four games this year, Jeez. and he has less points than Peterson, Raffle, and Foxa. So it's just like he he's a non factor. He wins faceoffs. Face that's why. That's literally why he's in the lineup. I think he's one of the best face-off guys in the league. Well, I mean, okay. That, well, that's his reputation, I should say. He's 59.1%. That's great. Yeah. It's great. But 
clearly it doesn't matter. He's getting scored on when he's out there. Yeah, and he's not on the uh, face-off dot when we have a power play. That's when we really Peterson's need him. <laughs> Peterson's even. He's even. <laughs> it's just annoying to even talk about this when he's played 10 less games than him and is producing at such a higher rate. Much more productive. Yeah. And when you got a guy like Harley who's young and he's one of those guys you just have to throw out there and leave on the thing for 82 games. Let him make his mistakes, absolutely. He'll prove time and time again. I would love to see what he could do on the power play. Yes. Like, if you look back at some of his junior highlights, the kid is a stud. But you're not able to do that when you're coming to the NHL, you're nervous, you're only playing a fourth, like a fourth of the games, you're worried about making a mistake. Um, versus knowing, like, I'd rather give him the 82-game pass than Glenn Denning. Like, Glenn Denning is borderline NHL on his way out. He should be playing every game like, oh, fuck, I'm going to lose my job and get sent to the AHL um, because I'm on the way out of my career versus um, the other way around. Some kid trying to prove himself. Like, how's he going to get reps if he's not out there, right? And I think we really messed up. People can argue and say, like, he had his chances, but, like, I really think we messed up with, uh, what's the defenseman's name that we only had for a couple years? Oh, it's Honka? Honka. Yes. Like, you never know how good a guy like that is unless you just say, hey, we drafted you and we know you're a stud. You're You're on the top power player, the number two power play. Do what you do. Shout out Ken Hitchcock, by the way. Yeah, it's just it's hard. In the don't, don't, draft, don't draft guys for talent if you're not going to let them be talented and prove like that's why you you hear those videos with a Steve Steve Kerr talking to Stephen Kerr and you like he's like your shooting percentage is bad but I am still impressed that you're still taking shots and going after that stuff because you you are the best and you will get those things the more reps you get in and real NHL reps are irreplaceable compared to practicing with your t- team you'll get better but. Yeah, I think we got some young guys who should be bigger focuses in the lineup. Now, just to shift gears here a little bit, Benzie, as someone who's competed competitively in the Northeast and some of these high-octane junior leagues, um, I'm sure you've had opportunities where your team was in a situation like this, fighting for a playoff spot with 10, 15 games to go in a season. What is that mentally like where you're just on the edge and every night is like do or die to continue your season? You How do you guys motivate right yourselves? There. You're on edge and it feels like things are do or die, but uh, I don't know. It just feels like you have to still do everything you do on a regular basis week and practice your ass off and still try and prove that you should be in the NHL. But what happens is players get weaker as the season goes on. They're not in the gym as much. Their bodies are getting tired. How can they rest and get ready for that so that they can continue to produce at a high rate towards the end of the season? The teams that are best rested towards the last 20 games and have the best health will have the best opportunity to be successful because that core will be there. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of uh, gets intense, but the best teams will figure out a way and some teams will get lucky and make that bubble spot. And I think the Stars are in a position to not get lucky. They can control a lot of this. It's going to be very hard down the stretch. But like we said, there's some young guys who aren't playing as much that if if we have depth that I feel can be playing more if there were injuries to happen. So I hope we can uh, kind of push it towards the end because we've seen the starts teams do this a lot. Yeah, this is basically where we live. I mean, we live right on the bubble. That's, that's how it is. 
Isn't that frustrating, though? I mean, Jim Nill, big picture here. He's been GM of this team for season nine. Next year will be 10 years since they brought him in. Has he made the playoffs twice in a row yet? I don't believe so. Well, 2019-2020. The the fact that we could... And and if we're going to be honest, sorry to interrupt you, uh, Buns, but if we're being honest, if that season continued, I don't think we were making the playoffs. Oh, 2020? Yeah. The year we went on the cup run, we were on our way out of the playoffs. Right before it's yeah, we're up here, down here. I I don't get it. I see other teams like a Pittsburgh or a Boston, um, and Minnesota. All of a sudden, now looks like they couldn't do this for a couple of years. But these teams that have a core that can consistently do well in a regular season and then make noise in the playoffs, um, in Colorado, another example. That that's really frustrating as a fan. I mean, I get Dallas sports is kind of mediocre these days. Where oh, you'll get a, a spurt every once in a while from a team that all of a sudden will blow up and maybe the Mavs win a playoff series this year and shock a lot of people or um, stars do the same thing, um, you know, like with their cup run a couple years ago. Just kind of comes out of nowhere. Where's where's the team that can consistently do well in a regular season, have guys that are at the top of the league, like Ben and Sagan used to be, but have a team that is high up in the standings? Like Ben and Sagan, their careers are, you know, on the downswing. They're getting into their 30s now. Um, that's typically when a player falls off. Maybe Sagan's good for another six years. I don't know yet. But um, just following trends, it's like, what, what, what should we expect? You know, you're stressing too much about all this because, like <laughs> I said, we got guys heating up and we're getting close to the playoffs. Yeah. We've been a bubble team, but we can't get upset when we have Jason Robertson, Joe Pavelski, thirty-seven, playing way better than we could have ever paid for, and he wants to stay. He wants to stay because he's going to tell all these other veterans and people look up to him, Dallas is a great place to play. If you have kids and you want to raise a family here, come. And it's going to be good, and we're going to make the playoffs this year. I'm putting my fist down. Last week or like earlier in this week when we, uh, I don't know, I was kind of checked out on the Stars a little bit because I was getting nervous. But when we made these trades and made some moves, I was getting worried we weren't going to do anything. We are not going to make the playoffs. And... All this stuff, but it's a roller coaster of emotions. It's frustrating at times being a Stars fan, but there's too much to look up like for. We're, we've got to keep our heads up right now. We got mm-hmm. we got too many good guys. Our defensive core is pretty bad when you think about it. When it comes to defense, um, and we like to play a defensive branded game, but we've done a lot of shootouts lately. We lost four one to Vancouver. Like that's where we're gonna have to step up. We're going to have to step up because we, we got Honky Paw, um, Hanley, and Harley, who are three defensemen who borderline shouldn't be in the NHL. Um, it's Sakura. And suck, suck, Sucker. Sucker. Man. So, with Miro back in, we only really need four good defensemen. Agreed. And that's when we, ha- we have a pretty good team. Lindell's defensive defenseman. God forbid we keep trying to see him do offense. He's produced and gotten assists. But he's not very elegant with it. He's not a goal scorer. He either. needs to be shooting low shots in through traffic <laughs> on net. But everything else, that's kind of where I'm noticing is we got we have some offensive depth, players who could play better. Defensive core is bleh. Bleh. So that's where we're going to need to step up, and I I, th- I hope Suter can keep uh, carrying the void. He's playing crazy amount of ice time. 
Yeah, that's for his age. That's one of my huge issues is we're acting like Ryan Suter is twenty eight and in his prime. Like that's the kind of minutes he's getting right now. And what I is know, he? Thirty six. Yeah, I think he's thirty six, thirty seven. We've paid him till he's forty. I mean, he's playing over twenty minutes a game. I, like, I, that's I crazy. truly believe. I think the last two years, thirty seven. Jeez, the last two years of that contract, we're really going to be complaining about it. I, I really do think that's going to be four million dollars that we're going to really wish we had. You're saying the next two years he's going to go on a downswing. I'm saying his last two years. I, when he's I'm playing with Miro, it seems like a pretty cool defensive. Line because Miro can cover a lot of ground. I just and he I, plays good position wise. We did. He doesn't. He wasn't a uh, elite offensive defenseman and got paid all this money. He's just slow. Like honestly, but like Suter's he, so slow. He clearly and, puts himself not in the worst positions. But yeah, he's not a dumb hockey player. I think he's smart. I think his physical abilities may be lessening, but he can still help out the team leadership wise. We don't really uh, care about deep stats, but he's not doing horrible. Yeah. No, I agree. I'm, I'm not. Plus I'm not sitting here saying he's trash. That's not at all what I'm saying. Playing but I three minutes and thirty seconds a game average is but, insane. But here's what's frustrating: is that if the, there's a chance this offseason we don't sign Klingberg, Suter is a reason for that. That's four million dollars that could have gone towards Klingberg's contract that we don't have because we decided Ryan Suter at 38 years old was the move we needed to make. And in my opinion, that's a horrible move if it costs you Klingberg. Now, now we could look back in the offseason and I could be looking like an idiot because we signed Klingberg and he took a little bit less money to stay home. That's completely possible. Someone's going to offer but, Sheet Robertson. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That, that'll happen. But, someone but someone who's is, trying to get good work going to be screwed this offseason. It'll be fine. My issue with the contract isn't the player. It's that $4 million can go to other places. That can give two extra million to Klingberg and two extra million to Robertson. That's my issue. Does he help us this year, Suter, over somebody else? I don't think he elevates the stars, no. Oh, why not? I, 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 I think if you put in another average defenseman for $1 or $2 million, it's the same effect, and you're not paying him until he's 40. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? I just I is twenty six games and six yeah sixty I mean twenty six points in sixty four games. He's a plus two and he's playing twenty four minutes of ice time. What do you want from him? He eats up minutes. I mean, I want a younger guy to be doing that. Okay, but like clearly, what the marketing and what the team and the management and the players have said is like we're win now, and. We just need to make the playoffs. It's not about what seed we're in. Who cares? You're going to play the team either way, whether it's the first round or the last round. So we just need to make the playoffs. I think our team, nobody nobody in the NHL wants to play us. I agree with that. I nobody. agree with that. Nobody. Look what we just did this week. <laughs> Took out Carolina and Edmonton. Yeah, Vancouver game, whatever. We do for a bad game. But we've been in some good teams lately, we, both in the West and the East. We have a goalie that can steal a game. We have a goalie, and Wedgwood did it. And maybe two. Maybe two. And we have Jake Ottinger. <laughs> I'm not – I don't think we're going to get that out of Wedgwood often. But what I'm saying is Ottinger is one of the ten best goalies in the league, and I think you could argue top five. He's been unbelievable. He's playing like it. The, the, only, the only reason he's had bad games this year, in my opinion, is because he's playing more than he ever has in his life. I mean, we've seen a lot of the goals with defensive screens. We don't have the best defensive positioning because – uh, two of our defensemen are offensive defensemen uh, skating all over the rink, not necessarily worried about defense. Yeah, and, and, and to kind of hark back just on Klingberg being our top guy with Miro out, I mean, 
He's an offensive defenseman. You see him set up a lot of goals, but yeah, he's going to make a few turnovers at the blue line because he is a little guy, and that's his downside. He'll give up some stuff. Some teams will take advantage of that and score, or at least get opportunities off him. But Klingberg, I think, has been doing a good job offsetting that lately with his shots from the point, setting up rebounds and uh, being able to be a good passer and puck mover. So, I would like to see our team force more shots. I think when shoot you more, see us yeah. set it up and we're working it even overtime, we need to get lower shots in front of the net because we have guys like Pavelski, Robertson, Rope, who are just like crazy net front hungry. And we get more of those off. We'll get more goals. But I think we do a lot too much finesse passes above the top of the circles, waiting for this perfect one-timer when it just needs to be guys driving the net. I, it sounds old school, but i just seen so many rebound goals with Pavelski this year and other players who are popping off. I don't know. And if I see the Stars dump and chase one more time on the power play, oh my goodness. There's nothing that makes me more mad. I don't and, know. It's like, and because do they think they can't bring it in with uh, like without Miro? Like, well, and that's my issue is that you you have so much skill on that on that top power play line. I know in the second power play line it's a little bit different, but that top power play line you have all five dudes are capable of carrying the puck in. I was beating the, a guy. I, like I get the NHL positioning's great and all, and it's hard to get into the zone carrying it. And sometimes it's the best to dump it. You get two guys in, one guy's trying defenseman's trying to retrieve it and you go try and steal it two on one it's just you're you're creating an op an opportunity for them to get the puck yeah uh, all it takes if, when you're dumping it in on the power play all it takes is one defenseman who can move the puck well to make one good play and then there's 20, 30 the seconds of the yeah power play. like that and i like a lot of power plays where we try and do it, but it's almost like we slingshot the guy to skate across center ice to dump it. It's instead of having him go in with speed and get it, it creates and wastes a lot of time. But that's not something we should stress about when we got one of the best power plays in the league. Whew. Well, okay, guys, let's talk about the other games. Yeah, what do we got coming up? We got three road games, Anaheim, Anaheim, and San Jose. Teams are below us in the standings, which is a good feeling, but being on the road is never the most fun situation to be in. Um, Anaheim just kind of sits around. I don't think they're really too much of a threat. I know Ryan Getzloff's still there. they got a, young, a lot of young talent. They're nine L's in a row. Yeah. they got young talent. This could be one of those games like Vancouver where the young guys and the guys who are great on their team produce, but this is a team we should absolutely curb stop. Who's the guy with the uh, gymnastic goals this this year, Trevor uh, Zagras? Yeah, Zagras. He's insane. I hope Jamie puts him through the boards and eliminates him. But bottom line is they're one seven and two last ten nine L's in a row. We don't need to really talk about anything in depth except for it's time to start winning games against teams that are slumped because we're not we're not here to be a rebound game for anybody. Like, um, and we've produced without. Um, Miro, but he's going to come back here in the next week or two. If he's already skating with the team, which we've recently heard, we got to get excited about that. But if we get one, at least one win out of the Anaheim game, and then we're playing the Sharks, they're 5-3-2 in their last 10, they're probably pretty pumped doing that, but they're not somebody we should lose to as well. No, I Pavelski think. should score that game, so T, I don't know about you, but you may want to follow Robin, me betting on Robin. yeah. Joe Pavelski goal. Oh, are, are the Sharks the only team that he hasn't scored against? 
Is that what it is? Oh, I don't know. I thought oh. about that. I don't know if he scored against Seattle. Oh, that's oh, that's check. a good point. Yeah, because yeah. I bet he's scored against every single team. That we're gonna next week. We're gonna have that statistic for you guys. Yeah, yeah, and and, and Benzie, I'm just looking at the schedule here. Next Sunday, we actually have a back to back. San Jose Saturday, Seattle Sunday, our first trip up there, I believe. Um, so it's never easy, even yeah. on the road against bad the teams. Rainforest, is it the Rainforest Cafe Green Stadium? Arena? Yeah. Is that, is that Am- what it's called? Uh, Amazon oh. Basics uh, <laughs> Ice <laughs> Rain. Cafe is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> they should put one of those in the American Airlines Center. They got not one, but two oh, jumbo Did you up see there. the new marketplace they put in the American Airlines Center? So they took down one of the um, concession areas and made it like a marketplace, like 7-Eleven. You I walk in that, and yeah. scan your stuff. What section? I know it's like uh, first level. Know, first level. Okay. Um, just walk around. Walk around. You just find. Just walk it. around a circle. Being lazy. That's, that's all you got. <laughs> just walk around a circle. And but it's totally like fine. no people working in there. You scan your stuff. Uh, would I think a Whataburger would have been better? But I guess they don't want lines going around the entire arena, wrapping in circles. But yeah, I think this this week should be a week that we continue to cement the fact that we're going to make the playoffs. And if we can't beat. Um, these four teams are at least get the majority of the points, then this is a con- week is considered a major L. You got to continue yeah. the grind. Continue anything, the grind. Anything less than five points this week, I think, is, I agree with you, is considered definitely a major L. Like, red alert. Red alert. Like, yeah. We should get worried. But I think Miro will be back by the end of the week, hopefully starting next week, maybe miss a couple more games. So you got four road games, and yeah, it's a three game homestand. Maybe Miro comes back when we're here at home so he doesn't have to travel. Um, I want Peterson That'd be to keep really playing. That's bottom line. I want him to keep playing. Yeah, goals for the week. Don't bench Peterson. Don't bench Harley. Keep um, Sagan hot. And Sagan got some new hair gel, by the way, from a fan. I don't know if you guys saw that on Twitter, but there wasn't a situation where he ran out at a game. Yeah, he ran out of hairspray. Hairspray, yes. A fan did give him some last night. Uh, didn't help him get a goal. Klimberg uh, used all of it. <laughs> that's, that's the rumor. <laughs> oh, jeez. Those guys are crazy. <laughs> That's our sexy stars update for the week. Hair gel. <laughs> uh, that could be a new sponsorship for the team. Good for them. All right, boys. Well, four games this next week until we record. Should be an interesting one. All on the road. All West Coast and late nights. So get to bed early before we have to stay up late this week. Bunsy T, it's been a pleasure. Uh, we'll do this again next time. As for everybody listening, thanks so much. Uh, for now and forever, go stars. And we'll talk to you next week.